episode of Bitches Love Sports. I'm Bitch 2. I'm Bitch 1. And it is the Monday following Super Bowl Sunday. So we're going to talk about that. But first, Valentine's Day. Y'all oh, got tomorrow. Plan? Yeah. <laughs> Your face oh, looks like my brain when I realized it was tomorrow. <laughs> Obviously, I don't have plans. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I it's like I do, but I don't. Like, <laughs> I made plans, like, but I didn't realize it was Valentine's No, day. probably, like, you know, some chocolate, maybe some dinner or, like, takeout or something. But, like, we're, we're not, yeah, we're not big on um, specific dates. Same. Yeah. I'd rather just, like, buy shit throughout the year. And, Same. And make, uh, to me, it's more meaningful. It's like, capitalism, what? You know, like, anyways. I'm like that with everything. Oh, me too. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Bitches love sports. Bitches don't love Valentine's Day. <laughs> At least not specifically anyway. I mean, if you want to get us anything, please, by any means. I love surprises. I love gifts. <laughs> you know, I will not be upset by any means. My cash app is lethal6. Minus has been one three three. Capital L E T H A L and then number six. <laughs> and this is my derby name be. and number. <laughs> it will be in the description. It, it will indeed. Uh, For okay. any other reference too, it doesn't have necessarily have to be a Valentine's Day. But if you want to make any donation, you know. Yeah, you, I got a lot of traveling coming up. I was gonna up say, gonna go to the derby fund. <laughs> yes, gonna, gonna go, go to the derby, derby fund. fund. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's get to the important topics of the day. Super right. Bowl. Mm-hmm. That was a fun game to watch. That was a fun game to it watch. It was interesting. Overall, <laughs> what, like if you had to give it an overarching description, what do you think? That Mahomes pulled up Mahomes at the end of the game. I saw that coming too. <laughs> Me too. What Me was too. the score at halftime? Because they were down by double digits. Uh, um, 20, Let me see 20, if I still have it pulled up. 28-17? It was something like that. I think, of I, course I, I, think, I, I, think I, I want to say it was like 2817 or something like that. Or 2314. 2312. You think all this like time that. I spent doing show notes that I would have like written that down? <laughs> 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 but yeah, I don't know. Because the first half, like, I don't know. Like the Eagles were like really, I, I legit thought the Eagles were going to pull it off. Watching I, the first half. And then, and then halftime happened, and then I don't know if they were to cut up with Riri or what, and then they lost it. <laughs> no, I, I think it's exactly what you said before. It's Mahomes pulled a Mahomes. Yeah, that's exactly. not the first time oh, that no. he's oh, no. you know, may, know overcome a double digit deficit at halftime and come back to win a game. That um, motherfucker. He's practically becoming known for it. Um, kind of yeah, like pulling a Mahomes. <laughs> kind of like the recently retired Tom Brady. And a pretty um, boy. um so i do like my homes a lot more than i do i actually like my homes i don't like tom brady at all let's see what this box score says great great player that just got really slow for some reason so it might take a while to pull up the score but yeah whatever the score was at halftime um we, we remember that they were down by double digits and I kind of said to myself, I was like, the Eagles look really good, but I wouldn't put it past Mahomes to come back and and pull off a victory, even after it, because like towards the end, okay, so at halftime it would have been twenty four to fourteen, so yeah, yeah, exactly ten points. So and but, it was the first time that the Eagles were down. Oh no, no, the Chiefs were down by double digits in the whole season or some shit like that. That's some stat that they the announcers were talking about. Or, this like, season? in the last 10 games or some shit like that. Maybe. I don't remember. 
Um. <laughs> it's not important. They, they, they got a ring. Bitches know? love sports, not stats. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually Fair. do really love stats, but just you some do. of them are, are less significant than others. Um, oh, I just want to say, so, because I will forget, Flint's uh, cousin is an agent, and one of his players uh, was in the squad, the practice squad, well, not practice squad, I don't know, for the Chiefs, and he got a ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every, everybody on the team gets yeah. one. I was, just, I was just really excited that, you know, yeah. this player got a ring, and it's really cool. Yeah, that's the exciting thing about it. Like, yeah. if you contributed to this success, like, mm-hmm. you, you get something, and I think that's great. But, yeah, so, like, um, towards the end of the first half was when Mahomes re-aggravated that ankle injury. And people were like, oh, this looks ugly. He looks hurt. But even when I saw that, I was like, in my mind, that just made it more likely that they were going to win. (laughs) I was like, oh, he he is about to pull a Superman Mm -hmm. now. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, especially with the, like, I was I was watching the game with some weeb friends of mine, which was really fun because they don't watch football. Like I literally got there late because you know we were all like, "Yeah, let's watch the Super Bowl." We're bringing food, like we're we're texting about it. And I got there late, but I was you know I have YouTube TV on my phone, so I was like listening to it in the car while I was driving. Uh-huh. And so I walk in, and the game wasn't even on. <laughs> so are you? The, the game wasn't even on. And I, I was just like, aren't we watching the game? And they were like, oh, yeah, what what channel is it on? Oh, Lord. <laughs> this is how little interest they had in the game. So it's like for them, they like, so for me, I was like, okay, we're going to watch the game. We're going to eat and we might work on our cosplay for an op- upcoming con. For them, they were like, oh, we're going to work on our cosplay. We're going to eat and the game's going to be on in the background. That's <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the perspective. It was, yeah, it was a little miscommunication <laughs> in between. <laughs> no, I mean, we all communicated the same thing. We just, our priorities, the priorities were, yeah. <laughs> were shifted. <laughs> um, but it worked out. We did everything. We watched the game. We ate and we worked on cosplays and we did all the things. You did everything. Um, That's cool. That's cool. But yeah, so I was I was telling them about the, the players and about the teams because they knew nothing. Um, and <laughs> this is how I described it. They were they were like, okay, so both uh, they were like, so both quarterbacks have like really bad injuries. And I was like, yeah. And they, they said something. They were like, you know, why did they keep talking about Jalen Hurts and how far he's come? And so I was like, okay, think of Jalen Hurts as like a shonen protagonist, because you know, like in shonen <laughs> pro- protagonist, they always want to be the best. It's never like 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 uh, Asta in Black Clover. He wasn't like, oh man, I was born without mana. I wish I could have some mana. He was like. Man, I was born without mana, but you know what? I'm going to be Wizard King. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You don't have any magic. How the hell do you think you're going to be Wizard King? <laughs> or like Naruto. He's like, grows up as like a homeless kid. Terrible at, mm, at, everything. at everything. You know, and he's like, not like, oh, I want to get better at, at, you know, at being a ninja or anything like that. He's like... Yeah, I'm gonna be Hokage. <laughs> it's like always a big deal. So I was just like, yeah, that, that's that's Jalen Hurts. He struggled in college. He struggled his first few years in the pros. But if you listen to any interview, like he talks like a champion. So it was like over the off season, think of him as like a protagonist who like really put his all into training and just like leveled up. Yeah. And just people were not prepared for his power level this season. And they're like. Oh, oh, we like him. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, no, no. Hold on. Because <laughs> I'm like the other quarterback. He's just like already OP. Yeah. So because <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. he did the same thing. Like uh, uh, well, he Mahomes, wasn't even supposed to play. 
Yeah, I think until they changed. That's what Glenn was talking about yesterday. They changed coaches, and then his coach was like, "Nah, nah, we're gonna give you a chance." And they traded the QB one, and then they put. Yeah, technically, but it's not like he was ever not good. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair. It's like, yeah, once once he got his chance to start, it was just like, yeah. oh, this dude is the truth. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, he's that OP protagonist who yeah. people are like, why do you even have that many powers? It doesn't even make sense. Who who designed this Bro, character? sometimes it's just like, I, I, like, <laughs> like, you about to, like, get fucking sacked, and you throw the ball like it's just like, you know, like you're just getting rid of it. Yeah, just get he rid plays of quarterback it. like he's a point guard. Oh. And then one of the guys at the at the gathering was like, "Wait, that's different sports, right?" Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Yes. Let me. Explain. But yeah, but then like he just throws it, and then somebody is there, and then they just get the ball, and he's like, "How did you? Even, how? 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 Like, like I said, op. Yeah. So, a hundred percent. But anyway, so that that was how I described them, and that's what got them into the game. So anyway, fast forward to like you know that's right cool. right before halftime. <clears throat> And they're like, oh, no, the OP one is hurt. And I was like, <laughs> the OP one is hurt. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but, you know, he, he's the type to come back stronger after something like this. I was like, it's it's not over. It's not over. They're like, who's going to go in for him? And I was like, I was like, I nobody. wouldn't be surprised. Because I think it was like, what, a minute left in the half? I was like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if was, nobody goes in. Yeah. They have an extended halftime. Yeah. He, like, he's going to go back there and work yeah. some magic. He's going to recover. And he was and, walking fine when they were walking in yeah. the locker room. So, yeah. Speaking of, I just got to address this because, like, there was, like, this fake tweet going around that said something like um, Patrick Mahomes' uh, championship might be in question because um, uh, a rapid PED test post-game came up positive. And this came from, like, one of those troll Twitter accounts, and for some reason people actually believed it. I took one look at that account, and I could tell it was fake. So for everybody out there who was, like, retweeting this shit and sharing it, Yes, it is amazing that Patrick Mahomes came out after halftime and was able to play the way he played. With COVID, apparently. It's, it's amazing <laughs> that he... No, no, a rapid PED test, performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, oh. Yeah, so it, it's amazing that he was <laughs> that he was able to do that. Um, it, it's amazing that he was able to rush for 26 yards with a high ankle sprain. But he explained that in his post-game interview, and the video matches what he explained about how he adjusted his movements. And also, there is no such thing as a rapid PED test. Okay, I was gonna say, and and also, never heard of that. That's why I just you don't need performance-enhancing drugs to relieve yourself of pain. Like even if they did inject him with something or give him something at halftime, there are there are so many legal options for pain relief. They did not have to resort to something so ridiculous. And even if it was like the the traditional performance enhancing drugs, like that's not how testosterone and HGA work. <laughs> Immediately, thirty <laughs> minutes later, oh, like, Patrick Mahomes is Hulk like, Mahomes. I'm just like, how stupid are people to believe that? So I just had to interject. Those people and, have never taken any yeah. kind of uh, enhancements before but, to know. But yeah, so I I kind of predicted that Mahomes was gonna come back and. Even you also didn't want Jalen to win. It's not you so much that I... Now. You can say it now. You told okay, me yesterday. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me clarify. I know I told you yesterday that I didn't want him to win. Okay, so people, <laughs> let me explain. Yeah, explain. What I said because. was... Because, because my homie told me that it, that I did sound like a hater. So I do you have to... You did sound like a hater. <laughs> you did. I didn't I think it was hating. you said that. I didn't, I didn't look at it as hating. I what looked at mean? it... Okay, so Ch- I... No, 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 no. I want you to say it the same way <laughs> that you told me. I'm going to tell the people what I said. What I said was... 
I don't want Jalen Hurts to get a ring before Dak does. Can you? But it was not as sweet. <laughs> she she put a lot of sugar on that one. It did no, not come out that sweet. No, those were my exact words. Yes, but it was. You're like, I don't want Jalen Hurts to get a ring before Dak does. I didn't say it like that. Kinda, yeah. Hold you on, didn't say like, but well. let me explain what I meant. Just let me explain what I meant. Here's the thing, okay? Oh. Dak Prescott, I think, is a good quarterback. Okay. There are a lot of people, even in the Cowboys fandom, who talk about him as though he's a trash quarterback. All right? Okay. I don't think he's a trash quarterback. I don't know. I don't think so either. But I think for a lot of people, he won't even be considered good until he at least wins a Super Bowl. And if Jalen Hurts were to win a Super Bowl and get that ring, we would have had to deal with an entire season of him (laughs) dealing with even more criticism and judgment Mm -hmm. And yeah. just the insults, then he's already dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was thinking about. I was just like, you were thinking you know what Dax will be. Exactly. No, like you're <laughs> laughing. You're laughing, but I'm serious. I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm serious. That's really what I was thinking about. I didn't want him. To, why are you laughing? <laughs> I didn't want him to have to go through that. Is that so crazy to think? It is not. It's not. It's, it's really sweet. It's really sweet. It's Really sweet. I, I, I was, I was just like, uh, if Jalen Hurts gets, if he wins the Super Bowl, it's gonna be so bad for Dak. Like Jalen Hurts has time. He's like his rookie deal is just ending. He has time. This is I'm, his second year. I'm just like football gods. Do not do this to Dak Prescott, please. That's what I was. Thinking. I saw a meme earlier. I don't know if it was today or yesterday after the game, but it was like Rihanna's babies has Rihanna's baby has seen more Super Bowl no, action. I, I, I saw that when Dak Rihanna's Prescott. unborn child made it back to the Super Bowl before the Dallas Cowboys or something. Like that. <sighs> anyway, I mean, you know, I don't know. I I know. I I, I really did want. I I wanted uh, Jalen Hurts to get the ring because oh, 100. And I, I earned he's it. Gonna he get deserved one. it. Yes, but the off season would have been really fucking hard for us, Cowboys fans. No, not only the off season, the entire season, the entire yeah. it it would not have it, it would have not have stopped with the new season. You don't think so? Hell no. Between how Cowboys fans are and how Eagles fans are, we're talking about That's the most fair. ferocious fans in the entire NFC. That's fair. You, you would have you would have had two fan bases piling on Dak for the next year. I mean, they, and maybe they even piled on him the whole year this year. Well, last year, he, there were moments of reprieve this year. There were moments. It would have been it would have been unceasing and and on a level we've never seen before. Trust me, if Jalen Hurts <laughs> would have won that Super Bowl, it would have gotten ugly. You think it's ugly now? It would have gotten ugly, ugly. And that's what I was thinking about when I made that statement. Because, like I said before, I love Jalen Hurts. I've loved Jalen Hurts. Since he was in college, yeah, when he got benched his soft like his sophomore season at the championship game, when he got benched, Mm -mm. that hurt me. (laughs) Like when he had to transfer to Oklahoma, like I I was I felt weird about that because I it to me it was just so weird that he had to leave like one of the greatest college coaches ever just to try to like get his career on track. But I was proud of him for making that move. You know, he had to kind of figure out a different path in order to get get to where he wanted to go, and so that was one of the things that like really 
solidified my fandom of Jalen Hurts. I know I don't talk about myself as a fan of his a lot because I'm not an Eagles fan, right? But I really, really do love and respect Jalen Hurts. Like, as I far as, too. like, his competitive mindset, like, I jive with that so much. Like, every interview that he does, like, yeah. I soak that shit up because just everything he says is just – Right. I, I love what he stands for <laughs> as, a, as a competitor, as, yeah. as a hardworking person. Just like his mindset is on point 100%. I love yeah. it. Um, and so I, I absolutely would have loved to see him win. Like, had he won, I would have been happy. I would have been proud. But I also would have been like, fuck. Things yeah. are about to get really hard. Fuck. For that. We're, yes. We're, we're, yeah, we're about to. We're in a wild riot. And, after and, that. It's, and it's funny because there was a point in time where I wouldn't give a shit. Right. And I was, I was telling this, my friend who said I sounded like a hater. Mm-hmm. I was explaining that to him. I was like, I think having to write the articles in defense of Dak Prescott, has like pushed me to this point. Where <laughs> I was like, I was just trying to be a His voice defender. Dak warrior. <laughs> I was just trying to be a voice of reason. And it's turned on to full on sympathy and just like <laughs> love for this man. Just like, <laughs> no, don't let anything bad happen. <laughs> don't hurt Dak. It, it's kind of like, you know, He's how in politics, you know, how in politics where they're like the right has gone so far right that people have like they're moderate. falling off the cliff already. They're no, yeah. there's no more, there's no more. But it's like there are people go. who will say have like a moderate stance and they sound super left because the right is so far right. Because there's no left it, in this country. That's it, why. But the, it's so kind of like that with Dak Prescott. It's like the Dak haters are so irrational that like me just trying to be logical about this shit and just like just makes you sound like you're like number one fan. Just just like (laughs) I am in love with Dak Prescott. (laughs) And I'm like, all I'm really saying that he's a good quarterback and he's not as bad as people make him sound. And Cooper Rush is not a better quarterback than him. And I don't think Tony Romo was either. And yes, I do think that if the team makes the right moves, they could win a championship with him. Now, I'm not saying they will. Winning a championship is hard. I think it's possible. That's really my stance. But it's just like, I I have to say it so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I've had to write about it so much that it's just become like... This is your new feeling about Dak. You developed this feeling over the time of writing the articles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like a Disney movie. (laughs) (laughs) Dak Princess. You know, you fall in love. Dak the Princess. (laughs) Princess Dak. No, I'll I'll write like random tweets about just because it's like you know sometimes on on my tw- on our Twitter on our Twitter that only I write for yeah <laughs> I'm sorry sometimes it's game analysis mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just fangirl shit right yeah oh yeah <laughs> um and so there was this picture of Kelly Clarkson with Dak Prescott and I just tweeted the picture and I was like not gonna lie I'm jealous and sure. and so and somebody starts commenting on the tweet and it's like. All I see is uh so so it was a side by side picture. It was Kelly Clarkson and Dak Prescott and and Kelly Clarkson with Emmett Smith, mm-hmm. and somebody replied and they were like, "I see one legend and I see one trash waste of space." Wow. And so They're I was just kind of joking, Kelly, though, and right? I was like, "Why are you talking about Kelly Clarkson like?" That? I was just <laughs> not talking about Kelly, right? <laughs> and they were like, "No, I'm talking about four. And I was just like. And I was just like, okay, because I think I had been drinking that night. I was like, I'm not trying to argue with this dude because I know this person. We we frequent the same Twitter spaces. <laughs> <laughs> we run in the same virtual what? circles. The um, orbits. <laughs> I am the same. So I'm familiar with this person, and I was just like, dude, I'm not arguing with you tonight. Like, think what you want. He's like, is that not a fact? And I'm just thinking to myself, like, literally by definition, that's not a fact. It's an opinion. You don't know the fucking difference between a fact it's and an, an opinion. opinion. Oh, I fucking hate that. But word. I was just like, oh my god, it's just a fact. Like, no, bitch, that's your opinion. 
and he and he was like and he was like in in my opinion Troy Aikman was the last great quarterback that the Dallas Cowboys have ever seen and I'm just thinking to myself like this was clearly a fangirl post about Dak Prescott. Can you just like, let it be? Right. Can you just let him? Can you just let me? Can I just? Fangirl? Yeah. Can I just do my fangirl? Like this? That's not even. It's not even like I came on here like Dak Prescott is the greatest quarterback the Cowboys have ever seen, and anybody who thinks otherwise is a piece of shit. I'm just, I just said <laughs> You're I'm wrong. I literally was just like I'm jealous, and I could have been jealous of anything. I could have been jealous of her dress. I could have been jealous. Is that, that the one she, the dress that she was wearing with all the Cowboys? With eighty eight. Yes. <laughs> <Bitch>. <laughs> I literally went to say, I'm like, ooh, Lito's gonna get one. As soon as she says it, Lito's gonna, he's gonna find a way to get that dress. I was just like, I can't believe this bitch. Look at her. <laughs> but um, I could have been jealous of the dress. I could have been jealous that she met Dak Prescott and Emmett Smith in the same night. I could have been jealous that she hosted the fucking NFL honors. I was honors. just gonna say, I was just jealous. So of I'm that. just like, it, it wasn't even obvious in my opinion. And so I'm just like, leave me alone. Let me be. And and this is why the BLS community exists because sometimes it's just hard being a fangirl on <laughs> these like regular sports streets. It's just like because you just never know who's gonna just see you enjoying your fangirl moment and feel like they just gotta Let jump us in with some enjoy bullshit. Enjoy the the view and the butts and 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 anything really. You know, mm-hmm. let, let let us just be. What like why why do you have to argue? Why? Why? Because that's, that's what they do. But and, I, and that's not the first time that's happened. There have been other I posts. know. I know. But, like, listen. Well, I guess or, we're just uh, different. I, because... I did the same thing with um, uh, Jason Tatum. I literally, po- like, retweeted because it was something ESPN tweeted, but it happened to be, like, a full body shot of Jason Tatum. It just and happened to be a full body shot. Beautiful <laughs> ass arms. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was just like, how can you not love this guy? And then somebody was just like, let this version of him show up to to the championship or to the playoffs or something like that. And then just like people started arguing in my thread and I'm just like, <sighs> why? And I'm like, this is, this is why fangirls have such a hard time. Have you but that's seen, why we're here. have you seen Tayden? Like, have you seen him? Have you seen the beautiful man? I don't care what you gotta say. Yeah. We're, we're not even two playoffs yet. Right now we are literally just, even enjoying if we, the even if we were off players. season and they posted the picture, we would still talk about it. Yeah. The fuck let us be. But yeah, I I think they don't know, and that's why I want I I want to normalize fangirling in sports. That's I really do, because I feel like we need to support each other. Because it's like, I this happens so much where it's just like I meet other people who are fangirls, but it's just like they're not open about it because there's no space where you can do it without shit like that happening. I know it's just some bullshit. It's some bullshit. We need, we need to create. That's why we're doing this. Yeah, we're we we got the BLS space. community, and like as that community grows, mm-hmm. like yeah, we're gonna we're gonna normalize it. I so, was I was always all you sports fans on Twitter. Yeah, get ready. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> growing up, I was always like a lot of people gave me a lot of shit because I loved watching soccer. I was like sucked mm-hmm. at playing. Never was able to do anything with that ball, but I loved watching soccer all the time. And all my friends and my boyfriend's friends and everybody was like, "Oh my god, like you're such a tomboy!" Like, Ugh. let me just fucking enjoy the sport, dog. Like I, I'm dressing the same, I'm thinking the same, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I just, I'm, I'm watching the same thing you're watching. But because I don't have a dick between my legs, I'm, it's not cool that I'm watching it and enjoying it oh. the same way that you're enjoying it. No, and and then fuck off. <laughs> like what? No matter how intelligent your <clears throat> takes are, like as soon as you say you think somebody's cute, oh, it's over. It's else. over. It's over. You can be a hundred percent right, and then as soon as you say somebody's cute, it's just like, oh, you're only saying that because he's cute. I'm like, 
No, I'm saying it because this is like a statistically founded argument. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> that is actual a fact. There's none of him. That is a like, fact. Like, <laughs> Dak Prescott holds 22 franchise records. That is a completely separate fact from the fact that he's also hot. Preach. Just anyway, saying. getting back to the Super Bowl. So, yes. <laughs> speaking of people who are hot, Jalen Hurts, also hot. That's very. How I, that's very. How I, I'm like, that's I really want to talk about her or not. I, like, I became a fan <laughs> of Jalen Hurts because, like, Nick Saban, great coach. So it's like, I'm not an Alabama fan, but I have a lot of respect for Nick Saban. So I pay attention to what Alabama does, you Mm know? And then I'm like, oh, quarterback, okay. (laughs) I I see. And then he was actually good. I'm like, okay, score. Like, I love it. I love it when I find a new player who's like cute and they're actually good. Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. So (laughs) would have loved to see him win. Um, and, And I do think he will get a Super Bowl oh, yeah. I win think at some like point. In He'll the next three to win. five years, he's going to get a ring. Yeah, it, it depends on what moves Philadelphia makes because they've got to renegotiate, um, not renegotiate, but like he, he's got to sign a new deal, you know, um, which when, means... Is his contract over already? His rookie deal, yeah. Oh. It's time for, it's time for him to get paid paid now. <laughs> Make the and big so, dollars. Um, there's there's going to be eyes. Also, if you want to share with us a little bit of those dollars, you know, like we want... Yeah, my cash no. app is lethal. <laughs> <laughs> you um, can also send it to uh, Violet Crown <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah, Violet Crown Roller Derby at gmail.com. Zell or, or PayPal. <laughs> um, but one thing that's mm. interesting about his contract negotiations is his agent, Nicole mm. Lynn, oh, the first yes. African American woman to represent yes. a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. I shared that on my story. And so, so a cool. lot of times when these negotiations happen, all you hear about is the player and the team, what the players bring into the table, what the team should do. Yeah. Which, of course, those are important factors because there's a salary cap in the NFL. So mm-hmm. whatever they pay him, that money's got to come from somewhere. Right. So there might be weapons that they had this year that they don't have next year. It all depends, right? But one mm-hmm. one good thing about Philadelphia, so like a lot of teams who end up in this position – they end up having to go through a rebuilding period or like maybe they overpaid some players or not overpaid, but paid them so much that they can't afford to like get other bring back that yeah. same level of talent. Philadelphia actually has a couple of first round picks to work with. So they've got Bro. options, you know, Bro. I, I, I don't know what moves they did that led them up to this situation, but they're actually in a pretty good position. Um, even, even if, even if, even if he were to go somewhere else, I still think in three, three to five years from now, well, even if he does, that's my take. The, in three to five years, it's going to get a ring. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree. But it's just like, even if you look at the Rams last year, you mm-hmm. know, their whole fuck them picks stance <laughs> that they took. And you see where that, that got them this year. Eagles are not Nowhere. in that position. <laughs> but what I think is interesting about this is that people are actually watching, like, eyes are on Nicole Lynn. Yeah. Because she is the first African American woman to uh, represent a starting quarterback in the NFL, and so how this so deal cool. shakes out is gonna unfortunately gonna have implications for women agents and for African American agents in the future. Yeah, because unfortunately, whenever you are in the minority, people kind of take you as a representative of everybody who's also a member of your demographic. So it's not just. Once again, unfortunately, it's not just Nicole Lynn making this deal. Yeah. She has to prove that black women can be good agents. And so it's like if if it ends up not being a good deal, people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, you know, maybe black women aren't that great. 
you know. I just, I, had, I know it sucks. So many it sucks, feelings, but it's a, it's a fact of society. But I think from what I've heard about her, like she's worked her way up. She's smart. She's experienced. It's not like Jalen Hurts is is her first client, no. and also Jalen Hurts has put together a team of women handling his business, and he's not a dumb guy. He's not. So he's pretty smart. He's pretty. I think smart. if she didn't know what she was doing, she wouldn't be in the position to do what she's doing, especially for him. So I have a hundred percent faith that everything's gonna turn out fine i just think it's really really interesting that this is one of the conversations where the agent is actually the the name of the agent and the race and gender of the agent are coming up so much that does not happen with every deal negotiation like people have been talking about once again dak prescott about whether or not his contract might have to be renegotiated because Mm -hmm. of how much money he's owed and how much of a salary cap hit that is who's his agent we don't know anybody said because <laughs> we don't, because people, people don't people care. Are, people have been talking for the past three weeks about the possibility of him having an extension, and I, I don't know who his agent or what, what they look like. <laughs> I, this, uh, this, this whole like, like, I am, I'm, I'm getting really tired of of the the same fight as a woman, obviously not as a person of color, but as a woman, always the same fight of like. Why, why do I, why do I get paid less than my male counterpart when I'm doing the exact same job, probably better and I'm probably smarter, but you know, I got to work more. I got to work harder and, and, and I still get paid less and still like all the promotions are not going to be for me. I'm not going to be talked about like, yeah. So just in general, people looking at women different, even if they do the same job. Yeah, I get it. You know, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> this little thing, it, it's it's really weird to me how everything about race and and you know feminism or whatever sexism in this country is so fucking systematic to a point that I had never had to put in any of my job applications back in Spain, never what gender I am or a picture of my face or my ethnicity, never, never just for your... They didn't even ask for gender? Hell no. See, I can understand ethnicity because I feel like things are more monolithic in Europe. I could be wrong. Yeah, but we are a lot more white over there. (laughs) (laughs) But I would think that gender would still, but no. No gender. Interesting. I mean, I guess because the name just kind of gives it away too, like, because, you know... But still, like there's no, there's no question about what yeah, is your what, gender, what, they do what with do race I, and ethnicity here are very interesting. I was legit like I'm like I don't even know like am I white? But then white wasn't there it was Caucasian. I'm like am I Caucasian? Like I like so am you, I Hispanic? Am I what am I? Yeah, you would be you would be considered so white Hispanic. That's what I'm considered supposedly. Here, no Latina. No, no, no. So race and gender are considered separate and. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, that is because um, Latinos, Hispanics were becoming like such a large part of the population. There mm-hmm. was fear that white people would no longer be the majority. They're not going to be in the next five to But years. if you separate race and ethnicity, you can have people who are white and also Hispanic. So when people say, what's the majority race? People who are light enough to consider themselves white, but they, also Hispanic, they, they they can pick white. 
And then whether or not you're Hispanic is a whole separate question. That's an ethnicity question. Wow. So it's like when people say, what's the majority race? <laughs> it will still say white. But nobody usually asks, what's the majority ethnicity? That is bananas. Like, I, I, just, I remember when I, so I took wild. a I took a racial and ethnic minorities <clears throat> class in college and they explained because like for a while that wasn't how applications were. Yeah. And they explained that to me and I was just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> and then, but it's just like, what do you do? Like the powers that be have decided that that's how they're doing things. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, that is that is insane. We were just watching uh, 1619 Project on Hulu. If you have mm-hmm. really, I really highly recommend it. But I lost my thought just that fast. ADHD. Because I was thinking about something else while I was talking about that. And then I fucking lost it. It's okay. It. It'll come back. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was this... Yeah, yeah thank you. There was this couple that were going to get married. I think it was in one of the Virginias. I can't remember. But anyways, it might have been Virginia, actually. And when they were filling out the marriage application, they had to put their ethnicity. And they were like, mm-hmm. no. So they were married in a different state because they didn't want to answer like why does it matter i'm just marrying this person like why does it matter it's it's insane to me i had never well you realize there are some people who still think interracial marriage should be illegal (laughs) anyway so so guys this is why we put so many timestamps in our (laughs) in our descriptions because we will go off on a tangent and we want you to be able to figure out where you can jump back in and (laughs) to the part of the conversation that you want to hashtag adhd hard so (laughs) So we've talked about the Super Bowl a little bit. Um, halftime. What do you think? I loved it. I just wanted to see her. Um, yeah. I just I didn't care. I was really hoping she was going to open with Needed Me, but the fact that she opened with Bitch Better Have My the... Money. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yes, Riri. Did tell him, girl. It was great. I think it was great. I thought it was okay, but I'm also not like a Rihanna super fan. Yeah. Like, especially as far as her music. Like, I think I like her clothes more than I, I like her <laughs> music, honestly. Like, I like her music, but I was never just like, oh my God, Rihanna. But, and so I was like, oh, that was okay. But I didn't think it was worth me going on a Twitter rant. Oh, like, there were some not. people who were so upset about the quote unquote quality of the show. And I'm like, y'all, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, she's she's pregnant, okay? Please. And she still got on the floating stage. Bro, 100 feet of the fucking ground. I don't know. Four or five I, months pregnant. And I didn't you still ex- have to talk to I would love to see you doing all those moves. I didn't expect it to be as controversial as it was. Because it, it, it was just like, people who didn't like the show were like upset that there were people who thought it was great. And then people who thought it was great to get personally that people didn't like the show. Like I just kind of had my opinion. And I kept that shit to myself. Yeah. But, I didn't post anything, but as soon as I saw her baby mom, I told Flea, I'm like, I can already go on social media and there's going to be so much shit already. I couldn't tell at first. Like we were like watching. Then somebody was like, is Rihanna mm-hmm. pregnant again? And I was like, she just had a baby in May. Like that was that. Cause hey, I, yeah, I, did, I called it a baby bump now. Because now I know, but at the time I didn't. I'm like, I, like this is what I said to Flynn. I'm like, I, I bet you, I, like, there's already some shit talking about her body right now on social media. Yeah, because at first, um, you know, one of the people who was so it was it was only one other woman there, and and she was just like, she's like, is that a baby bump or is she kind of like still trying to snap back from having the first kid? And I was just like, I don't know. And they were, and they were like, well, either way, you know, I'm glad that you know she's just you know being real about her body, like you know. And I was just like. I was like, yeah, she looks good to me. I'm yeah, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Rihanna either. I'm not Rihanna, but I just I really admire her as a person, as an artist, everything that she does. 
she says and she stands for i kudos to you take my hat off like that's why i was very excited to see her more than anything like just i don't know it was cool it was cool yeah i thought it was good i i also think i expected to hear like new music because a lot of times (laughs) when when people perform at the super bowl it's like they take that time to like debut something Uh you know so that they can get a bunch of streams afterwards and so i was like oh she must be putting out a new single or something and it was just like oh just like no i'm performing my hits and i'm getting off this stage yep and and i bet you today she's getting millions of a spotify I'd work. I hope so. I'd work today. There was nothing else but Rihanna <laughs> in all speakerphones. Whatever room you were at, there was a different Rihanna song. And there you go. That's the magic of the Super Bowl. So I yeah. hope she gets her streams. And you and know. honestly, I think it was a really like uh, smart move of both sides, like Super Bowl and Rihanna, because yeah. people that are really big fans of Rihanna were really fucking excited to just yes. see her perform again. And. You know that, that and even if you're not into her views. music, like some of the people I was at the thing with, they know that I wear Savage Fenty sometimes, mm-hmm. and so they were like, "Oh, are those hoodies Savage Fenty?" And I was just like, "I've I've never seen them, but maybe there's something new." So it it just got them asking about the clothes, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, does she sell coats like that?" And I'm like, "She hasn't in the past, but you know, she recently started an activewear line, so who knows? Next winter we might see some new shit." Yeah. But you know, then I I started talking about because you know I have like five onesies onesies are so comfortable um, <laughs> and so I'm I'm like talking about the onesies and like the other chickens I was like oh I, I've been meaning to order one of those so so like yeah it was good on multiple levels yes for yes yes I agree but, Flynn says that she's gonna release some music probably in the next 10 years maybe maybe not I think she's it's, gonna do something I do believe she's gonna release she's more already music doing a lot but no 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 music wise mm-hmm. music wise but I don't think she's gonna. Do I mean, it she she put soon. out a new song on the Wakanda Forever soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, so, and people yeah, were she's... fucking wild after that. <laughs> Whoa, she's coming back! No, so bitch. I know. She did settle like, down, <laughs> <laughs> settle down. <laughs> she does. And this, this what people really don't understand. She didn't need to do that song for Wakanda Forever. She didn't need to do the no. the, the 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 Super Bowl. She's a fucking billionaire with a B as a bitch. Like she's a yes. billionaire. She don't need. She doesn't need any of this. And also, seeing ASAP Rocky like recording her from the ground. Oh my god, that was so fucking adorable. It was. Anyways, I thought it was. I thought it was cute. I thought it was adorable. All of it. Go Riri. <laughs> also, she's hot as fuck. I don't care. She's one of the most beautiful women 100%. walking this earth at this moment in time. Period. Yeah, in any state, like sometimes she she'll do. Uh, and that is a fact. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. No, like sometimes she'll do commercials for Fenty Beauty where she's like not wearing any makeup because she's showing like the makeup remover and the face wash and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like she's still just she's beautiful. Gorgeous. She's just yes. It's it's really it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair that you're so beautiful and you're so talented in all in, in a bunch of areas, not just like writing, but singing and dancing and 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 entrepreneur. And and it's not fair. Give something to the rest of us. <laughs> so before we move on to some other topics, I just want to quickly address the controversy of this holding call, which should not have been <laughs> controversy. So this made me so mad. I was I was watching ESPN this morning, and they were talking about the Super Bowl, of course. Um, and so the but they made a, a super huge deal about the holding call that happened towards the end of the game. Yeah. And the thing that made me mad was that nobody really had a good argument as to why it shouldn't have been called. It wasn't a controversial call. 
But there were several people on ESPN saying that the ref should not have made that call. And the argument that most of them had was that, oh, it ruined the game. Had it not been for that call, you know, maybe Jalen Hurts could have gotten the ball back or, or you know, maybe the – like they, they were like, this game, left. this game was shaping up to be a classic. And it's just – with that holding call, it gave the Chiefs the ball back and then we just knew what was going to happen after that. And I'm just like, maybe be mad at the dude who did the holding. Like, why are you mad at the ref for doing their <laughs> job, you know? Stephen A. Smith literally was like, well, you know, it just ruined the drama in the theater, and, you know, that's what brings people to the sport. And Dan Arlovsky was like, you can't tell me that for the other 57 minutes of the game, you know, there wasn't a more egregious holding penalty. And I'm just like, okay, well, Dan, if there was, where was it? <laughs> I want to see the receipts. Is, is it possible that maybe there just weren't any other instances of holding, especially not like that? Because in that instance, he pulled on dude's jersey not once, twice, but twice. Yeah. Even if the ref did say to themselves, I'm going to let it go, once it happens a second time, yeah. you got to say something. Yeah. Because had they not said anything, then it would have really been some shit on social media this morning. Yeah. That was blatant holding. He said in the in the post-game press conference it was holding. The refs didn't call it, blah, 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 blah. So I'm just like – the refs did their job. Yeah. And I just think it was just so insane to me to hear professional sports analysts go on live <laughs> that you get paid national inter practically international television yeah. and say that the ref should not have made the, that call because it ruined what was shaping up to be a classic game. First of all, it was still a fucking good game. It was a great game. This is the, I, it was a very clean game. I was really surprised actually. It was a very clean game. Yes. Very few penalties. And that was a very controversial. It was a it was a topic in the, my household my household yesterday, and Flynn like he's okay with the call because yeah it, it is a hold. But he like and I and I, I have mixed feelings about this too because even if the call wouldn't have been made, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have caught the ball regardless. Like it was not. It was not a. Like, you wouldn't have fucked up the play. I mean, it's hard to say, right? But I think whether or not it was a catchable ball, it doesn't matter. It is a hold. Holding it is a hold. happened. I know. And the official I know. called it. And I'm just like, I just, it's insane to say that the official shouldn't have called it because officials call things the way they're trained to call things. Yeah. If it's like, if, 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 if I'm playing the fucking championship or, you know, nationals or the WFTDA championship or whatever, and I see. That the jammer, toe stop, went this far out of the fucking tape, and it's not called. Whoo! Right. I would lose my entire shit because that is a cut. And, period. And the thing That's is, how it is. You can't ask officials to to not call it in that one instance because of the theater and how you wanted to see this game go. Because it's not if, about you, if, Stephen if A. If they're trained to make calls that way. That's going to happen in every game. And mm. I'm just like, y'all know good and damn well yeah. <laughs> that if y'all started watching sports and officials just started not making calls because they're like, well, you know what? This will be a more interesting game if I don't call this. That would be a fucking problem. <laughs> no, that would be a fucking no. problem. So why would you even say that? But they would, they would, but you, this is the thing. Then they would have talked about. The call not being made, and then that would That's have been a I'm whole saying. nother, like the so whole nother like, thing. At the end of the day, so it didn't matter. Like, if, if you want to be disappointed in the ending, be disappointed. But to literally say that the ref shouldn't have made the call—that no. is just insane to me. No. And I was just like, 
why is Ryan Clark the only person with sense this morning? So many times <laughs> it's just Ryan Clark. It's like a bunch of emotional idiots and then Ryan Clark trying to speak reason into the situation. <laughs> I was just like, what I is going know. on? That that was I had I had to mention that because I was just like, I know Dan Orlovsky is not an idiot. Like, why are you sitting here like trying to make an argument like there was something wrong with this call? I would was, love for these people to be this mad when Micah doesn't get any fucking holding calls on him. What? I would love for you to be this adamant about every fucking game that he plays and all the holes that he gets and he gets like one every three games call one yeah so i would really like you know if we're gonna be consistent be consistent the whole time the refs the refs did their job i i don't think there were a lot of other instances to call holding in this game not that i know no No, i was drinking and working on cosplay so (laughs) (laughs) the eagles could have made it they had their chance. Like, the, if they would have played the same Speaking way that they played the which, first half, they would have won the game. I have no doubt. Speaking of which, I mean, isn't the fumble that was returned for a touchdown <laughs> way more impactful on the game than the fucking holding call? You don't say. You don't say. Because I'm like, that's a whole last six, which became seven points with the extra points. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm just like, if, if we want to talk about shit that changed the game, mm-hmm. mistakes that people made, why are we talking about that? <laughs> because it's because it's easier to blame it on the ref. It's just easier. It always is. And and I get it. We all love Jalen Hurts right now. Like I, <laughs> I love to love Jalen Hurts. But I'm just like, had that been the Cowboys out there? Yeah. And Dak Prescott had gone to make a run and fumbled the ball and was returned for a touchdown. Oof. That's all we would have heard today. Oh, all, right. all we would have heard is how. That's oh, at it. the end of the day, you just can't win with Dak Prescott. He's gonna find a way to lose the game. You know, the, the Dak Prescott. They're in, uh, the Cowboys are an accident waiting to happen. Like that's all we would have heard. We wouldn't. But it's like if you listen to people talk about that game this morning, it's like the fumble didn't even happen. Doesn't even come up in conversation. Nobody talks because, about that. Because shit. it's not. Because it didn't have. It wasn't the last play. It shit is so stupid. Even Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni, <laughs> this jackass of a coach. Did you did you see the video no. where it, like they were challenging a call or something, and Sirianni starts taunting the Chiefs. And Jalen Hurts has to literally put his hand on this man, like, stop oh. like stop embarrassing me, Dad. <laughs> Chill out. We're in front of the refs right now. Calm down. Because you can't see what his hand does, so I don't know if he was, like, flicking the other team off. Yeah. But it's like Hurts is, like, standing next to him, and he does something like this, and Jalen Hurts is just like, Chill it down. down. Chill, Chill, Chill the fuck it out. <laughs> We're on television. Be professional. Yeah. And I'm just like, the wow. Most, the most watched event in the whole year. I'm like, wow, the quarterback <laughs> is having to babysit his head coach right now. Talk about leadership. But <laughs> Nick Sirianni, that jackass of a coach, even he had to go in the press conference. And they were like, what do you think of the holding call? And he's like, well, people are going to bring it down to a call. But there were a lot of plays that led up to the end result. There are a lot of things that happened that led to the final score mm-hmm. and things that had they gone differently, maybe the result would have been different. And I'm like, see, I mean, even Sirianni is being a voice of reason right yeah. now. And you motherfuckers can't let go of an accurate call. <laughs> what? But that catch, too, the catch uh, for the Eagles, I think it was a time, I don't know what position you play. Anyways, I think it was like a Schultz position. There were like two times during the but game where it he was like just like kind of weird, but he's his right or left toe was still on the ground when he actually got uh control of the ball and then his other foot was out and then he went out out of bounds. 
And then everybody's like, oh, that was not cool. What a crazy catch. And like, oh, my God, that was not a catch. There were a couple of situations during the game where it just seemed like people didn't know what the definition of a catch was. Like, I thought that one catch where he, caught the ball, where, where he caught the ball and turned and then got hit and fumbled it. Uh-huh. I thought that was a catch, too. And I'm just like, years and years after the Des Bryant situation, people still don't know what the hell a catch is. Yep. Well, that was not why, why is it so hard? <laughs> that was not a catch. And, and the other one, like, honestly, yeah, but, like, I, I I guess by definition, yes, it is a catch. But that's, like, really, like, that was so weird to me. Like, yeah, you have okay, to so he got blind spotted. Because, because there's a thing, like, literally, like, maybe 10 years ago, you wouldn't have been able to fucking make this call like that. You wouldn't have, like, I don't know if you have the technology. I don't know. To freeze that image with the pre- the precision that you have these days. To be, like, he his toe, his toe, not the foot, his toe was down for a fraction of a second. Which makes it a, a, a catch. A catch, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Game is over. Chiefs yeah. won. Um, everybody's Rules. talking about Mahomes <laughs> is, you know, possibly the greatest of all time. I mean, we're going to see so many uh, State Farm oh <laughs> commercials. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> State Farm commercials. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, not mad at it. Mahomes is I horrible. love Jake, though. Jake is one of my favorite <laughs> Jakes. Out of all the Jakes that have been on the State Farm commercials, this is my absolute favorite. Did you see the Jake from State Farm SNL skit with Michael B. Jordan? Oh, fuck no. Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm, I got to send gonna it to you. Yes. I got to send it to you. It's so funny. Yes. Yes. Yes, because I, I do need to watch it. It that. is so funny. But anyway, so moving on, since we only have a little bit of time left. Uh, Congratulations to Dak Prescott for winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So for anyone listening who is not familiar with that particular award, that is an award uh, that is bestowed upon an NFL player who is not only good, yes, I said good, on the field. (laughs) (laughs) Because he is good. (laughs) Who's not only good on the field, but uh, they also put a lot into their community. You know, so um, I think the the main thing that they were acknowledging was his work with his uh, Faith Fight Finish Foundation, which was initially founded, um, inspired by his mom. And then it, the work of the foundation has been expanded to also honor his brother mm-hmm. who um, uh, passed away because of suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he's done a lot of work as far as um, encouraging just better mental health. Like, this past season, um, he held, like, a a conference for teachers. I think it was a virtual conference to talk about just um, what teachers can do in order to help students struggling with their mental health um, and suicide prevention. Um, So he's done a lot of work with suicide prevention. Super important. Yeah. um, Done a lot of fundraising as far as, like, just cancer awareness and cancer research. So... Yeah, he's he's been doing a lot. And then, like, less than 12 hours after winning the award, um, he was volunteering again with the Boys and Girls Club. So, yeah, he's he's out in the community doing good things. Um, were you watching the NFL honors? No. So I think they edited it out in, the, in a later version of the broadcast. But, yeah, Philadelphia Eagles fans were definitely booing him. Oh, I did see a reel, though. I did see yeah. a reel on that. 
So, like I said, like why though? The most ferocious fans <laughs> in the NFC. Like a dude is literally getting an award for raising money for cancer research and suicide prevention, and they're like, "Boo! <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck?" <laughs> I just, I, like, honestly, That's sports fans sports for are you. weird sometimes. <laughs> like they're weird. Like if he would have been, if he would have been a basketball player, I don't think he would have been wood. But because it's Dak Prescott from the Cowboys. Yeah, because it's Dak. Gotta, gotta boo him. Suicide prevention. Boo. Like, boo. What? I know. Like, what? Uh, You're stupid. You're stupid. So, speaking of mental health, our friend Michael Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> that is a nice segue. I nice, think nice segue. Hold on. Let me see. Dear friend, I, I, wish, I wish you were a dear friend. If you ever want to hang out here, we're in Austin, dog. We'll, we'll oh, take I think hanging out with Micah Parsons would be so fun. It would be fucking amazing. Especially after seeing that one interview that he did. But um, <laughs> what's funny to be about Micah is that, like, you know, Dak and CD, like, I would say right now, Dak, CD, and Micah are probably the biggest stars of the team. I agree. You know? 100%. With D Law definitely a close fourth. I don't know who would come in fifth. But did my phone just die? Did I plug you in and you just died on me? Wow. Look, looks, <laughs> looks like it in here, doing a Twitter. Um, I mean, I have my laptop, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me see if, if Wi-Fi is working. We'll try it. But anyway, so yeah, Dak, CD, and Micah, definitely the top three biggest stars of the Dallas Cowboys. And Dak and CD are, like, not on social media at all. If it's if it's not something they're paid to post, yeah. they're, they're not active. <laughs> well, except CD started posting his stories more, which I which I do like. Of course you do. <laughs> How would you not like CD posting uh, more of his face? <laughs> anyway, he's been doing a lot with fashion, so you know he's posting. His he's a very he could be he could just be a model. He, could ju- he really could, honestly. He really could. But anyway, um, I digress. S- staying focused. <laughs> so Dag and CD, they hardly uh, post at all, and I feel like Micah just makes up for all of it. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, but you know, Micah is just like posting for all three of them and then some. So Micah recently made a post, um, speaking of ferocious sports fans, he made a post about social anxiety. He was saying like, mm-hmm. you know, y'all are giving me social anxiety. Like y'all are really making it hard to enjoy, you know, being out in public. And he said this around the time, it was like the end of the Pro Bowl, beginning of the Super Bowl, festivities so i don't know if he was still in vegas or if he had already like gone to phoenix but either way like Mm -hmm. both of those situations are situations where fans kind of expect to run into their favorites right i i I guess people are getting out of hand but what was crazy to me was the replies and people being like well you know you're you're a superstar football player what do you expect or you signed up for this when you decided to enter the nfl draft and i'm just like what is wrong with, with people? people in general? People, why? I'm just like, okay, why? So, a while back, I created my principles of ethical fangirling, right? Uh-huh. Because there are <laughs> there are fangirls who are just fans, and then there are fangirls who are like fucking crazy, right? So those rules included things like one, stalking is not acceptable. No. It's one thing to... It's never acceptable in in any way. (laughs) But there are some people who think that just because, you know, it's their favorite sports star and they, you know, like, they're they're hard to get access to, of course. They can stalk them. And when 
I'll never forget the first time I visited the store in Frisco. Uh-huh. I met a security guard named Ray. <clears throat> and, you know, we had a long Shout time to Ray. talk. Shout yeah. out to Ray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really cool guy. But he was telling me how he used to do security for a post game and he would have to, like, walk back to his car and stuff. And I was like, really? He needed, like, full security detail? And he was like, oh, yeah, these women are crazy. I was like, it was the women? And he's like, oh, yeah, they would they would figure out where the players are parked and, and they would figure out how to get back there. And they'd be waiting by the cars and they'd be, like, yelling for Dak and you know, trying to get to him. And I'm just like... Oh my God! These that is a lot of effort. That is some shit I would never even think to do. Me neither. So I'm just like, it's one thing to like wait for them to come out and like see them and maybe ask for an autograph. Cool. So but some, like, sometimes like players will do public appearances, yeah. you know, or even like um. So so when I did my tour of the star, it was over the summer. The guys were in Calabasas. They weren't even there, but they do tours um, during times when players are like actually in Frisco, and sometimes during whenever they're practicing. So it's like if you want to be like a really enthusiastic fan and you want to book a tour and hope, just cross your fingers that you happen to be in the hallway at the same time that your favorite player happens to be in the hallway. Cool. Good for you. Like, or if your favorite player is doing an autograph session, um, I think both uh, Micah and CD have done autograph sessions like in Plano and in Frisco or in Arlington or whatever, wherever. And you're like, you know what? I live in Houston, but I'm going to drive up to Plano because I want Micah Parsons autograph. Mm-hmm. Do you, bitch? If you got the time and money, <laughs> if you want to see Micah Parsons <laughs> that bad, by all you. means, Go. do you. Do it. But do not follow Micah Parsons home. <laughs> like, like, you know... <laughs> That is something that is just, it's just like so weird to me, like paparazzi style. Like, why would you? Like, what are you gonna do when you know this information? Are you gonna like knock I on mean, the door? I know what they think they're gonna. Are you gonna do, like? like that's what I'm saying. Like, what is the point? It's definitely not gonna win you any points or Hell no. <laughs> with your fame. So no, <laughs> you're gonna be blocked. If, if you're if you're a young budding fan girl, just know because I've I've met a few of my favorite athletes and and Lucky music you. artists. <laughs> I have not. And one thing that I can tell you for sure is because like they they talk. And one thing I can tell you for sure is that like doing crazy shit is not gonna win you favor. So just putting that out there. Um, just be you, but not like that. <laughs> Yeah, one one particular artist, I met him three times, and by the third time, he was actually happy to see me. Like that's Aww. that's what you want, you know what I'm saying? That's sweet. Um, yeah, cool dude. Um, so that's one rule of ethical fame. Don't tell me that's Kendrick though, because that it was not Kendrick. Okay. I actually never, I never got to actually meet Kendrick. Okay. I, I met some members of his band and his sound guy. I never like, actually met him. Um, yeah, I need details, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Anderson Pat. I met him three times. Okay, nice. nice um. Nice. That's good. Another rule of ethical fangirling. Um, spouses are off limits. Like, we don't Bro. we don't talk shit. Because some people, it's like, okay, so when, when I fangirl, right, I I will get excited because somebody's, like, cute or whatever. Yeah. Or but I'm not actually, like, that's mine or potentially mine. But there are some people. <laughs> this is such a weird thought to me. Like, no, what? there are some people, if you go in these chats, they will talk shit about the girlfriends and spouses of some of these players. And it's crazy to me because I'm just like, first of all, you don't even know this person. Secondly, like, you, you definitely don't know their spouse. Like, why? Like, 
but it, it's like a jealousy thing. It's wild. And so me. that is wild. And so that me. that that's kind of like a two part rule, where it's like I also try to be respectful in the sense that like I'll say somebody's hot, but you'll never hear me say anything sexually explicit, because no. that's like disrespectful. So for example, Simi Fahoko, right? We've talked about him a couple of times on the pod. Very good looking guy. I love his TikTok. Um, he doesn't have a lot of videos of himself singing, but beautiful voice, super mm-hmm. funny. Love following him on Twitter. He's always really nice. Like every time I add him, he like likes our tweets. Yeah. But super, super, super good sweet. looking dude, right? Oh, yeah. He's hot. And he's also married with a kid on the way. Good so for you too. You, you will never hear me say anything bad about his wife. And even though I will say that he's hot, and I'll even recommend that other people follow him because of he's hot. But you will never hear me like describe a sexual fantasy with Simi Fahoko. Like to me, that's that's rude. Like even if he were single, it's just like if I don't have his permission weird. to describe him in that way, I'm, I'm not permission. going to do it. Like just just don't, you know. And know. so that's I feel like we need to expand the rules of ethical fangirling to just like ethical fandom because it's just not crazy fangirls anymore. Now we've got like crazy fans who are giving our favorite players fucking social anxiety. So for one thing for fans, the no stalking rule definitely applies. Spousers are off limits rules definitely. So all the ethical fangirling rules still apply. Spouses but, or significant others, they don't need to be married. But in addition, we're gonna add respect people's place in, in, in public. Yeah. So especially if you're at an event like the Super Bowl festivities or like, you know, Pro Bowl stuff mm-hmm. or an autograph signing, they have designated times that they're going to interact with fans. And if you are fortunate enough to find yourself in a restaurant or in a public event or some sort of social setting where they are, kind of read the room. It's kind of like if you go to a party with a bunch of your friends and maybe one of them is not in the mood to be social with everybody mm-hmm. or they're not in the mood to drink or they're not in the mood to dance. And hopefully you're a decent enough person to respect that. And you can kind of fill them out. You might talk to them, see how their mood is. And you kind of, you can kind of tell. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if they're not down for whatever's going on, you leave them alone. Hopefully. Yeah. Otherwise you're a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> and you probably don't have any friends anyway. No, no. To that, to that, to just to tag on that real quick. Like for like Flynn and I, for example, when we go out to anywhere that is not in the house, that we're going to be interacting with other human beings. We do have this like, if you're done, you let me know. Mm-hmm. We'll bounce. It doesn't matter why or how or how long we've been there. If you say the word, we're out. Me or him, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the, the place or the way, it doesn't matter. You say That's the awesome. word, we're out. Yeah. Because you need to respect but- that too. You don't have to. I mean, if you want to talk to them, whatever, but like you have to respect that, you know? Like, what if they're like getting anxiety or what if they're like, you know, like whatever it is? Like, exactly. you have to respect that. So, it's and like, it, just because we're human, these old people are also human and they also have these anxieties and they also have these problems and they also have all this stuff going on. And they also so sometimes be hungry and they just want to eat and not let their food get cold <laughs> while they're taking pictures with fans. Uh, like, sometimes for it's just example, that simple. For example. Until it's just like, okay, so let's say you do get the courage to go up to them and yeah. they're like, not right now i'm eating like respect that shit. yes for sure for you sure. know and i would ask first like ask like hey is it okay we take a picture if, if i see a celebrity eating i'm not even gonna ask me if neither. they're in the middle of a meal me now if they're like, leaving or they're coming in maybe but if they're yeah. on the table i'm not gonna go. now let's say you know we're at super bowl festivities next year and we happen to be at a party and they're there like if they're having a drink like yeah i might walk up to them but if they're like physically like in the act of eating, like no yeah so yeah if, if you see your fave eating leave them alone 
Leave them alone. <laughs> I don't care if you're about to leave the restaurant. Leave them alone. How would you like to a fucking stranger come to you in a fucking restaurant? Huh? That's what I'm saying. Like, how would you feel? That's what I'm saying. Like, they're probably the same thing. Like, don't go. You wouldn't like if you're enjoying your steak or whatever it is that you're eating. Like, and then I wouldn't I, if I'm enjoying my fucking dinner, my lunch, whatever it is, and somebody like a complete stranger I've never seen in my life, like, hey, excuse me, I might be like, yeah, excuse you, like, yeah. go back the fuck up. Yes. And then sometimes, sometimes ethical fandom has to extend to like you're a fan of a certain team, and you see somebody who's not on that team. So it's like part of me kind of wonders if there were maybe some Eagles fans or some 49ers fans who mm. bothered Micah. And it's just like, maybe. it's harder to speak to those people because in order for you to be so, I don't know, in order for you to be such a fan of your team that you would like actually like harass an opposing player in public, you're probably That's a piece a of lot. shit and don't care anyway. Yes, that is, but that is you're just, you're just not Just in person. case you're thinking that it's funny like it's not it's not cool like it's a lot not. of times these players don't even view these rivalries the same way that we view them and so it's just like if you are heckling or harassing or cussing out or playing pranks on or otherwise bothering somebody who happens to play for a team nope. that happens to be the rival of your favorite team you're a piece of shit yeah don't do that and whatever karma has in store for you you've earned it's it. coming oh yeah it's coming for you like just just don't because do karma that. like us is also a bitch I just, I just wish we could like leave the game on the field and. I don't know why people can't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But yeah, those are those are my rules for being an ethical fan, and hopefully they catch on. If I can just influence <laughs> a few people at a time, like maybe it'll catch on. Because one of the things that I would hate to see happen is it just gets to the point where they don't want to interact with fans at all. Because just like the few times that I have gotten to interact with the faith, those are fun moments. Yeah. Like I got to have a whole conversation with David Diggs. We didn't even talk about shit. I literally played a game with him. <laughs> I had I had questions in my phone and I just numbered him and and I was like pick a number. And you pick a number and I asked him a question. <laughs> and I was like cool. it was like cool. legit a fun game. And it's just like I just think about moments like that and I'm just like, what if he got to the point where he didn't want to talk about fans at all? And I didn't have that moment, and we didn't have, you know, that fun conversation. Yeah, um, you like didn't he, have this he put memory. me on the new music and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, speaking of not interacting with fans, that brings me to another situation, <laughs> like which nice. is Michael Irvin. This is another oh, situation that when I heard about it, I was just like, folks <laughs> is just gonna stop interacting with fans altogether. I, so they're just gonna move to an island. Where, where, where there's nobody but there, there's just people. gonna be cameras and you can watch the game and yeah. you can watch the shows yeah. and yeah um so if you're not familiar, even the pundits at this point <laughs> if you're not familiar uh with the situation involving michael irvin you may have noticed that we saw him um for super bowl <clears throat> uh opening ceremonies and then he wasn't on any shows for the rest of the week which understanding the role that he's played on ESPN and NFL Network throughout the season, you would have expected to see him. Mm -hmm. um, so apparently what happened was he was pulled off air, off of NFL Network and ESPN, because of 
what are as of right now undisclosed allegations very undisclosed very like impossible to find <laughs> yeah Legit. so even even he apparently doesn't know so what the situation is is he did the super bowl opening ceremonies after the ceremonies producers approached him asked him about interactions that he had with a woman at the hotel the night before he said he he remembered interacting with fans the night before but nothing nothing crazy specific and then at some point during the night, he was woken up by security. They made him change hotels. He was informed that he would, no, he would not be on the air for NFL Network or ESPN. And apparently it had something to do with something that some woman said he did or said to her. Now, based on the details that we do have, it is presumed that the woman in question is one of the women who was in the hotel lobby that night mm-hmm. where he, um, he was out with Michael Brooks, another former Cowboys player went back to the hotel. Um, he was offered a drink, declined the drink because he had to be up in the morning mm-hmm. and went to his room alone. That much we can see from the video. Yep. Um, there was no, also if you're question, like if you're wondering, like the video does really not show anything. It's just Michael Irving talking, in the middle of the lobby and there's this guy at the bar and then there's two women there two women there and there's no there's no fighting there's no screaming there's no yelling there's no drinking there's there is nothing it, it literally if you didn't know it was michael Irvin, you probably wouldn't even like pay attention to the video it's just literally like a normal interaction like yeah. legit and then he walks away. Mm-hmm. And so the day that the day after he was yanked off air, he did an interview with 105.3 The Fan where he talked about the details that he remembered from that night. He talked about the fact that witnesses corroborated the story that like, yeah, nothing, nothing inappropriate mm-hmm. happened. It was a short conversation. Like you got on the elevator by yourself, you know. And so nobody actually knows what specifically he's being accused of. Most articles say something along the lines of sexual misconduct, um, but there, the allegations are not clear and the actual identity of the woman has not been released. So basically he was yanked off air for undisclosed reasons, things, reasons that he is not even privy to mm-hmm. as far as we know. Yeah. <laughs> and so he is suing Marriott and this woman for a hundred million dollars, which honestly, <laughs> I can't even be mad at it. He should. I know. So, I know. I know. I was talking to a friend of mine about this, um, the woman who was at the Super Bowl party, actually. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that came up during that conversation was the amount of harm that things like this do to, like, the Me Too yes. movement. Because there are women who actually do end up suffering egregious acts, who actually are assaulted, who actually are harassed. And then we've gotten to a point where people are so slow to believe those women because of things like this happening mm-hmm. where um, – accusations will come up or a person's reputation or their career will mm-hmm. be ruined. Yeah. And it turns out to not actually be like anything that actually happened that warrants that, that, that type of consequence for that person. Right. And so that's really why so I, I hate something like this happening, especially to someone so high profile, mm-hmm. because if, if he is awarded a hundred million dollars and him being as high profile as he is, the women who really do need to be believed is going to be so much harder for people to believe them I, and for their I, stories I to be and, heard and, and for and, them to find justice. Yes. And so whoever this bitch is, I hope she lose everything. Assuming, assuming that this is accurate, assuming yeah, that was, is accurate. I was, that, yeah, I was that, just going to say like, if, if whatever it is that you say he said to you, it better be true. And and the really suspicious thing is that there for was the no, rest, there was for no the rest of us sake. Yes. Like, it better be true. There was not even a police report filed. 
then when why? when when law enforcement was contacted, they said they had no record of anybody reporting anything to them. But yet they went in the middle of the night, woke this man up. Yes, and apparently whoever hotels. this person was went straight to the NFL with whatever the accusation was, but did not contact law enforcement. How how do you contact directly the NFL? Because I supposedly even know how she to worked go. for the Marriott. Supposedly she's a Marriott employee. Yeah, still. So how she do went. You have... She went through the Marriott. Oh. To, so 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 like basically she went to the management or whoever at the Marriott, and because they had you know the agreements with the NFL, everything that's going on. Yeah they were able to get in touch with the right people and be like, yeah, such and such happened. So that's why he's suing both the Marriott and this woman, because ultimately the Marriott was involved in the accusations being passed along and him being removed from, from broadcasting. You know, if, 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 if this happened for real and like he disrespected you in a way that he needed to be thrown out of the hotel, good for the Marriott for taking that man out of that, you know, scenario, like that scene and like that protecting that woman. Mm-hmm. But if it is not, you just made everything so much more complicated for all the rest of us. Like, insanely more 100%. complicated. You so, have no idea what you just did. Those are the, the... For a few bucks, probably. And she probably won't get shit. She won't get she If it's not true, you won't get shit. So those are the details that we have. Probably lose right, your job. As of right now... Um, I wrote a story on it for Inside the Star, and as we get more details, I will be doing follow-ups because it, it did seem to get the attention of a lot of people mm-hmm. um, who want to follow this story. So, yeah, if more details come out, which they're going to have to come out at some they point. They have to, yeah. Um, yeah, go to com, and I will keep y'all <laughs> updated. <laughs> okay, so since we only have 13 minutes left, there's some shit I want to <laughs> talk about with the WNBA and the NBA. Um okay. That I'm, I'm gonna just touch on, but we'll get more into it later. So cool. there were some trades. Oh my god, the Nets! <laughs> I can't even get into this right now. It's gonna take too long. But long story. So so here's okay. one of the, here's two of the big things that that I'll mention right now, and the rest we'll discuss at some other point. Cool. Um, because I want to talk about what happened with the Lakers. Um, but there were two Suns players who ended up going to um the Nets. Let me make sure that I that I get the people right. Hold on. Because I know the Suns got um, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. KD! So, Closer to us now. You're in the South now, bitch. So the Suns sent Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson mm-hmm. to the to Nets. And it made me really sad. Because I like them. They're two of my favorites. Like, it doesn't feel like the Suns without them. And I don't know if you saw Devin Booker being asked about it. People said that there were tears in his eyes. I don't think it was that serious. (laughs) But, (laughs) like, honestly, honestly, Devin Booker just has sad eyes in general. You know what I mean? I know. Like, he just looked like that. He wasn't about to cry, (laughs) y'all. That's just his face. (laughs) He just looks sad all the time, okay? Just let him fucking be. But he was talking about how much these players meant to him. Like, they were his brothers. And I believe it. Like, it's weird seeing them over there. But you tell me, like, you're going to move to a different team. I would be. I would probably cry, honestly. <laughs> I would be. But sad you know, too. I would be really sad. I would be really sad. Like I understand why you would feel any type of way. You've been playing with these people for years. Like you know, like but they're your homies. One thing I will say is that 
at least they're together because they are really good friends. Yeah. So I'm like, at least they stay together. <laughs> <laughs> together forever. And and it's like with them going to the Nets and the Nets losing both Kyrie and Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. there's low pressure. So yeah. I'm hoping that they're at least having fun and maybe one day they'll find their way back to playing with Devin Booker again and everybody will be happy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they got Kevin Durant mm-hmm. in that trade, which is really interesting to me because it's like, I don't know how he's going to fit in like strategically on the court, but I will say this how long literally ever since this podcast started we've been saying what kevin durant is not a leader he's not a leader and so it's one of the a, reasons we, why you know because we started on the fucking olympics yes and we talk, this is one and, of the and first they kept trying episodes to say, oh he's the leader of, of team you're saying we're like no he's not we talked about <laughs> one of the very first episodes one yeah. of the best players on the olympic yeah. team but not mm-hmm. a leader leadership nope. is not his thing he he can score points. He can be like the yeah. best person on the court. Yeah, he is Jason not Tatum a took took the the lead on that. Yeah, exactly. And, and so he showed a lot of leadership in that. One too. thing I think is good about him going to the Suns is he doesn't have to be the leader. Correct. Chris Paul has that on lock. Yes. And he's got other basketball titans like mm-hmm. Devin Booker mm-hmm. when he's not injured has been looking really good. Mm-hmm. So he can literally just go to a team and just, and just be play KD. ball, just play ball, KD. So. Whatever you always wanted to do. From that perspective, this works. Yeah. And Jay Crowder also went to the Nets, but then the Nets sent him to the Bucks. And I think he's going to do some serious damage. Jay Crowder is so underrated as a player. Agreed. And I just feel like the last thing, and by the last thing, I mean the the best thing. Like for other teams, it's the last thing they needed. But I just (laughs) feel like. Same situation kind of with KD where, you know, they, they've already got really good players on the Bucks mm-hmm. who can do their thing. And so mm-hmm. Jay Crowder can just do what he's good at, which is just being like a force to be reckoned with on the court. Offensively or defensively, he is powerful. Yeah. He is aggressive. Mm-hmm. He is one of those people who plays like as close to bully ball as what you'll see in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like bringing that kind of aggression to the Bucks. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to do some serious damage. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sad to see him leave the Suns. I still don't know what went down with him in that team. He's one of my favorite we'll players. Know, but at least he went to another one of my favorite teams. So, 100%. So there's that. It's going to be great to see them all play. And honestly, I'm really, I want to see Luca and Kyrie playing together. I want to see what that looks like. I think that's going to be fucking weird. You think it's going to be weird? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be weird, but I and do want to see what that looks and like. And I also don't think that Kyrie's done starting shit. I don't know what he's <laughs> going to do, but something's going to happen. I don't know, but I didn't know this, but also Mark Cuban is Jewish. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And that ain't that a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well... I mean, supposedly Kyrie has made amends for all that whatever. But no, no, I know. It's just, to me, like, when I found out, I was like, huh, interesting. But, yeah, Mark neither Cuban. him nor Luca is really known for defense. And I just, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think one of the things that could be interesting is maybe Luca will be more comfortable getting rid of the ball faster. I think sometimes mm-hmm. he holds on to the ball deep into the shot clock be- because he feels like he has. He has to. Mm-hmm. And so now that he has that option, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they spread the ball around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, takes I think it's going to be scoring. a really good adjustment for, for the but Mavs, honestly. That, that just doesn't... It just Kyrie is one like of a the weird best match. players in the league, regardless yes, of all the shit. I just can't imagine his style meshing with Luca's style. I don't know. I need to see it. I need to see it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But we'll um, see. on the WNBA side, we've got some super teams forming. So in the last episode, we talked about what was going on with the Las Vegas Aces. 
Um, and now it's official that Vandersloot is going to the New York Liberty. And did you see that quickly quit too? She's not playing this year. She just quit. She's not playing I didn't this see year. that. I saw that she announced it I, right after uh, Vandersloot uh, was official that she was going to the Liberty. Quickly, because I literally when I when I saw that Vandersloot was going to the Liberty, I told him like. I wonder if Quigley's going to stay. Is she going to go to New York with her? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> and literally the next day, Quigley Quigley's not going to play 2023, 2024. I'm like, hmm, I wonder why. Uh, so now the New York Liberty. So Chi-Town is going to be like, what? Yeah, and and so are the, so so's the sun. Uh, not the sun, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the Mercury. The Mercury. Phoenix Mercury. Mercury. Um, I wonder but yeah, so now the Liberty have Brianna Stewart, mm-hmm. Courtney Vandersloot, mm-hmm. John Quell Jones, mm-hmm. yeah. and Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I will. I, mm. <sighs> and then the Aces the have Asia Wilson, mm-hmm. Candace Parker, yeah, <laughs> Kelsey Plum. Kelsey Plum is Flynn's and, uh, uh, crush. From and Chelsea Gray and Jackie Young. Man, that's gonna be a great matchup. I cannot wait to watch that game. Everybody's all, already looking to, forward to the WNBA finals. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just bring it. Just, we just watch these teams play all Let's just go straight. Let's just go straight to playoffs. So, yeah, it'll it'll be an interesting season. It'll be interesting to see how other teams adapt to the presence of super teams in the WNBA because yeah. that's something that we haven't seen like this in a while. Yeah. Um, and, of course, it's going to be a lot of fun watching these two teams play each other and mm-hmm. of course i'm gonna be interested just to see if any other powerhouses emerge i think people are just expecting these two teams to dominate other teams yeah. and i think it'll be interesting to see if there are any dark horses in the WNBA who come out like oh y'all forgot about us because we're not a super team no. yeah. Yeah. yeah so it'll, it'll be an interesting WNBA season yeah i'm excited i'm excited to see what comes out of march madness too after who gets you know <laughs> it'll be interesting when does march madness start what is it the second week? Second in, week of March? In March. <laughs> no shit. No I, shit. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no I, think, I think it is the second week. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm fucking with <laughs> um, but before, you. Sure? Does it start like in February or April? Before we run out of time, you said you hadn't seen the fit, foot fetish video with not. Micah, right? I have not. Okay. So kind of rewinding back to the conversation about Micah Parsons just sharing so, too much on social media. So this and video he, came out where been, he was he, doing an interview and he was getting some rapid fire questions. And so I'm going to have Ever go ahead and pull up that video real quick before we get out of here <laughs> so you can see how this interview went. Nice. And nice why... Micah has social media on lock and CD and that can just chill. Don't. <laughs> it's like when, when you have Micah Parsons on your team saying stuff like this, you don't need to do you don't, that. You don't, he's got you covered. He's got you covered. Don't worry about it. Who was your favorite player growing up? Cam Newton. Best trash talker in the NFL? Probably Leonard Fournette. Oh, he talks a lot of trash. Talks too much. Oh, yeah, I have too a lot of trash. On Twitter <laughs> as well. Okay. Favorite sports movie? Rudy. Most embarrassing song on your playlist? Shakira. That's not embarrassing. Shakira. I was going to say. Hips, hips don't lie. Oh, okay. I, I feel like Shakira is not yeah. embarrassing. I mean, the way that I do it, it's probably embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Last question. Weirdest thing about you that few people know? I have a foot fetish. A foot fetish? Yeah. <laughs> toes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the interviewer. <laughs> so matter of factly just like no hesitation like yeah. we're just thinking about all you. the all the answers were so quick i don't <laughs> think i could ever answer any question that quick unless it's like you're hungry yes that's only was a yes but I, that was insane that so, was so in the good. grand scheme of things as far as kinks go but fetish is probably pretty mild but it oh, to me it man. was just funny because like one that's not something that we normally learn about our favorite sports stars yeah and they two, should do this more often this is a lot and of fun two, he just those are the kind of interviews I would do with my faves. Like if Michael yeah. Parsons came on our show, that's the kind yeah. of conversation. We oh have. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, hundred <laughs> percent. Like that's so that's a game I would love to play with Dak Prescott. I remember watching the NFL Honors, and I was like, "Does Dak Prescott even have a sense of humor? <laughs> he ain't laughing nothing." Nothing. We would, he would love you. We'll bring you some gin and tonic, Dak. Don't worry about right? it. Right? Yes. <laughs> Let's get Dak Prescott drunk. Oh. <laughs> It's anyway. never it's never been seen before. But but yeah, so like the the answer is really quick. It's just like we're just thinking about you. I have a foot fetish. Yeah, no, like, like right away. You like toes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Oh my god. Oh Micah, we love you. Love Micah has god. no shame and no filter. No. And, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love Be it. Be you and do you. I love that. So before we get out of here, we have a couple minutes left. And so I just want to give a shout out to the Arizona Derby Dames and Ooh, the yes. Roller Rage tournament that they hosted. Yeah. So the tournament itself, there was a lot of good derby that happened. Mm -hmm. But afterwards, just seeing how happy people were yeah. and the good time that they had and the bonding that took place. Yeah. It was really good to it, see. I, had, I have not seen that in such a long time. Mm -hmm. And it felt really, really good. Yeah. Um, and so we might talk about it more later, especially yeah. as we have other tournaments coming up. And, you know, I, I don't have time to explain extreme hugging or what it is or what happened to me. But, but let's just but, say, but let's just, just say there's just a keep reason that I thought. don't have nails right keep now. <laughs> um, extreme hugging, like, took enough of them away from me so I just had to take them off. And, and because one of them has to take time to grow back, <laughs> yeah, yep. I can't get them redone yet. So just, so just wait. Yeah, extreme hugging. I just want to say extreme. that I've seen a lot of posts. I wasn't a road rage. I wish I was, but I couldn't make it. And every, almost every single post from every single person, which I knew of by a lot of them, um, were like kind like not that they found their love for derby again, but kind of in a way, all yeah. posts were kind of related to like I kind of forgot how fun derby is and how much i love the sport and the community and people and like you know it's, it was a great tournament mm -hmm. and a great group of people and yeah. especially to say that it was their first time putting it on mm -hmm. for people to have that kind of experience first open gender bank track uh yes tournament it, it kudos, really kudos to the, the Arizona um, derby Dance. but we, we wanted to that. do like a sports center top 10 um type thing for that but we couldn't find enough clips for that so we only have two from the arizona <laughs> derby dames instagram so we're gonna show those to you nice i don't know which order they're gonna come up in we'll but. see we'll see yeah just my glasses again okay Ooh! so this one so I'm this one this, this is actually my team i'm not on the track for this particular jam but you see alien with the pivot stripe and we're skating against iron front and so if you play the video, <laughs> this is apparently something that can <laughs> Don't lose sight don't lose sight of if you want if it's backwards. There it is. Oh hold up. Nope. Stop. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. 
she did not realize how close her feet were to the floor because she was like, oh, no. oh wait, I'll just. Now, I don't know why they picked that particular song, but that's a different conversation for a different day. There was another one that it was a really good hit by Stretch. I don't know if he you've had a seen lot that. Of good hits. But like the jammer almost like literally went out of the track on on the high part. <laughs> so this next video is a video of Rollamite. Of course. And yeah, let's just play it. And you'll get to see the magic that is Rollamite. <laughs> so Rollamite has been playing roller derby for Probably Ever. before derby was even <laughs> a sport. Well, I talked to him after the tournament. Look at that shit. He clears so much air. Golly. I talked to him after the tournament. I was like, you look really comfortable on the bank track. And apparently he played bank track years ago. I don't know with who. Maybe, because I know Quad did like roller some shit. Mm. Maybe he did it with Quad, because I know they're good friends. But he, oh, well, he I mean, was Houston also saying. Had, Houston had a big uh, bank track uh, community for really? a while. Open gender? I don't know, open gender, but. I mean, I'm assuming that they had some other men going in. Like, I, I know Quad did some bank stuff, so there was something yeah. going on at yeah. some point. Anyway, That's cool, though. That's but cool. yeah, he was also explaining how, like, being a speed skater, he's practiced a lot on bank tracks. So he's like, he was like, yeah, I wasn't a hundred percent comfortable, but you know, and I'm like, oh, oh, you, you weren't a hundred percent. Well, then just wait until yeah. next year, then. So God yeah, dang. but yeah, Rollamite is. A if you have to any opportunity with. to ever see Rollamite. AKA, what is his actual government name? Stephen Carter. Stephen Carter. Play or skate at any moment, at any point Sounds in your like life. Sounds like a Marvel character. He is the Steven, Marvel character. Stephen Carter. Fucking, yes. AKA Rolamite. Yes! <laughs> Pretty much. I, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. If you see that name in any roster, just go to that game. I promise you, you, I promise you, you're not going to be bored. Just watch him play. I promise. But anyway, that is all the time that we have for today. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Bitch 2. I'm Bitch 1. And we out. Bye.